You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. All right. Let's have a word of prayer, brethren. Our Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this, for waking us up this morning. Blessed be your holy name. We appreciate you. We thank you for your commitment to our lives. Thank you. you are so committed that you will not leave us alone to be by ourselves. Thank you, you know we can do nothing without you. And here today again, you are ready to feed us with manna fresh from above. Thank you. Lord, we are asking that you go ahead and feed us and let your words be fruitful in our lives, be impactful, be effective in our lives. In the name of Jesus, let Amen. your word come for each of us at our point of need, needs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please help us and let your word be, uh, let your word change us, transform us from glory to glory to become more like you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our Thank prayers. You, Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Brethren, I want to appreciate the Lord for bringing us thus far. The last day in January, January 1st, 2023. And um, we have been dealing with the theme, A New and Living Way. That's what we are dealing with this year. A New and Living Way, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse um, 20. And that, incidentally, is the midpoint, the mid-verse. In um, Hebrews chapter 10, the same number of verses before it is the same number of verses after it. And it is the central theme of that chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, the new and living way. That's all that that chapter is dealing with because it was dealing with the old way. It expresses the old way and the failures of the old way and then came in with a new and living way. And from that verse 20, verse 21 to the end, began to deal with how to activate and um, continue in the new and living way. And that is what we are learning and what we are going to be learning this year. If you are Bible, I appreciate that you pick your Bible right now so that we can look at Hebrews chapter 10 together, especially from verse 1. We have been dealing with several issues before now on especially making the year new. How to make the year new. The year needs to be if we have to make any particular impact or if we have to be changed, transformed and will not be recycling the same old thing. So let, let me read verse 1 through 5 again. Just verse 1 through 5 of Hebrews chapter 10. And it says, Now I say, It's not Hebrews 
chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1 through 5. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the commerce thereunto perfect. So it's from here we brought out the matter of recycling old years, recycling old years, which we have been dealing with and how to make the year new and all that, dealing, looking at the life of Isaiah. So it says it did not make the lives of those who came to it changed for better. Continually, it did not make their lives um, perfect. Then verse 2, For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. Um, some other versions put it as consciousness of sin. And verse 3, it says, But in the sacrifices, there is the remembrance of sin every year. And verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings that wouldest not. But a So, dealing with here, before the God would um, way, the old way. Okay, so it appears we're having some uh, challenges with the connection. I'm going to try and reconnect uh, with Pastor Ayoagunle. Let's see if we're going to. So we apologize for that, but very surely, by the grace of God, we'll be back on here shortly. Okay, it's fine. I'll go ahead, sir. All right. Sorry for the breaking transmission, brothers. Let's continue now. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 1 through 5. And we have read to verse 4 that 
it is impossible. It is not possible that the blood of the bull, of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but the body has thou prepared me. Now, we see from verse 1, 2, and 3 here what the priests have been doing with sacrifices and offerings year after year. The people were living under the law. But what brought forth the problem of the law is the problem of sin. The sin that man committed from the Garden of Eden. When man committed sin in the Garden of Eden, it brought man to a level where man could not on his own live or, or decide what to do. Man became a slave to sin. Man became somebody who could not say no to sin anymore. Whenever sin was ready for him to do, whatever sin asked him to do, man continues to do it. And so all over the years, Year in, year out, man began to, um, to, to redefine, give excuses for sin, re, um, re civilize sin. That is, they, they call sin different names, reliable sin. For example, they call different things different names to make it look, um, calm. And they don't call sin sin anymore, such that the heart of men will the cause of what they do. So you even see churches, you see places where people are preaching and they are not bringing forth the 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 the, the name of sin and bringing forth sin as dangerous as it is, so that men's hearts will be pricked and men will seek um, deliverance from it and salvation from the power that holds them in bound to sin because of the kinds of name that sin has been called and because of the kind of excuses we have made for sin. There are a lot of things, there are a lot of ways that we have called sin such that we, we make it mild, we make it to look like that's what everybody does Nobody can, nobody can really be without sin. And so it has made man to settle down with sin, just like an eagle that is hatched by a hen now settles down like a chicken that cannot fly. And even though he admires, even though the eagle admires birds that are flying that just to pick death all around the floor. Meanwhile, it could actually on its own fly so high in the, um, in the sky. But that is the situation of so many, so many today when we call sin a name that is mild, when we relabel sin, when we make sin to look so mild and to look so unharmful, to look so um, harmless and, um, you know, we just give, we bring excuses 
for it to say it's a weakness, it's um, this, it's that, it's because of this that it is happening, it's not, it's, um, that everybody does it, there is nobody who cannot do it, after all, the Lord is merciful, after all, if we ask for forgiveness, he will ask or he will forgive us. After all, that is the reason God gave um, make make provisions for forgiveness and with his blood that we can always come and ask for forgiveness and say we are sorry about it. And we have abused the grace of God, the opportunity that God gave us that in case we accidentally fall into sin, then we can return unto him. So we continued to fall deeper and deeper into sin like a rolling ball, a ball that is falling a slopey mountain down the valley, a ball that could not stop itself falling down the slope. That is how humanity continued to fall. And incidentally, every man, every every person that man gives birth to was also is also a sinner. According to John Genesis chapter five, verse one to three. Genesis chapter five, verse one to three, it says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. When God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and Eve in his own image. In verse three it says, And Adam lived a hundred years and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So at this time, the, image, the, the children of Adam are no more in the image of God. They are now in the image, in his fallen image and likeness. So everyone that is born is born in the image of sin such that we easily just continue to sin. And before we go to go on a short break now, let's look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every thought of his heart was only evil continually. That was the only thing man could do. When man ate the fruit of the tree of good and knowledge, uh, the knowledge of good and evil, it was only the evil there that man continues to manifest. Even when man does something that looks very good, God looks at the motive and still sees that the thought, the every thought of a man is only evil continually. We, we are going to Pick up from here when we return from this break. Let's go on a short break right now. And yes, you've been listening to the voice of Pastor Ayo Agole leading us in reflection on the theme, the perennial problem of sin. Pastor Ayo Agole is the pastor of New Creation Baptist Church. Court River State. He joins us on Tuesday mornings to lead us in reflections on uh, reflections on current themes from your Potter's House. Your Potter's House is a daily digital devotional published by uh, Pastor Ayagun. If you want to receive copies, uh, digital copies of your Potter's House on your phone, uh, reach out to Pastor Ayagun on 0808-718-0680. 0808 718 0680. You can also reach, you can also send him a mail, 
paul.agunloye at gmail.com. Thank you very much. If you have questions, as you listen, and if you have questions, just tap that WhatsApp widget and look at the bottom right-hand corner of our page. Just, you see that WhatsApp widget? Just tap it and send us your question. We'll be glad to put the questions to Pastor Agunle, who will, by the grace of God, answer them. Thank you very much. Tomorrow we'll be here at 7 for Waiting on God Wednesday. If there's a burden on your heart that the Holy Spirit is leading you to share with others, uh, scroll down our page. You see the form that says uh, share anonymous prayer requests. You can send the prayer requests anonymously. And by the grace of God, we all gather together to pray on them. Thank you very much. So sit back now and let's continue to delight in what the Lord has for us today. Uh, challenging us on the perennial problem of sin. What do you know, Pastor? Thank you so much. Welcome back, brethren. We are in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Continually without break, only evil without mixture, without intermittent good. So, even when man... Um, tries or supposes to do something good is actually at the heart and not at just the act that we do. So the heart that from which we do whatever we do is very terrible and very bad. And God cannot accept any act that comes from a terrible heart. Even when a man is giving good gifts, whether gifts in the church as tithes offering or giving of arms or any kind of gifts. If he's not giving God loves the tests those who just give out of uh, 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 when it is not cheerful out of compulsion or out that the task that oh well if I don't give now it will be it will be something or out of the flesh just to show some to show that you are the one that is giving and to receive praises of men. So every heart, every imagination of the thoughts of men was only evil continually. Now this the problem of sin became a perennial problem year after year, something that we occurred that continues year after year, that seems not to have a solution, that could not have a solution, that could not be stopped by man. Man, even though he wants to stop it, can you imagine how many times you have missed maybe a resolution that you want to stop this thing, you want to stop this thing, and you try your best, but the, before you end the first year, you discovered that you could not stop it. You just discover that, you say, well, this is my weakness. It seems everybody has his own weakness. That's the problem we have. Where somebody have tried, maybe anger, for example, when the Lord, when Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, shows us that anger is part of the, the works of the flesh that we take a man to hell. And the Bible says, in conclusion to that works of the flesh, that this I have told you before, as I'm telling you again now, that whosoever has any of these works of the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, you see people saying that God knows, God understands 
that we are human beings and it runs in our own blood. In our family, we get angry anyhow and we do this and we do that. We have tried our best to stop it, but we cannot stop. So anger is our own. that has no remedy, queen that can that has no cure. What the only thing that is done about it is to is to peg it probably at just the the amount it is so that it does not continue to multiply and does not continue to increase to the extent that it will now overwhelm the the patient, making turning it into a full blown aid. Now the problem is there is no way to stop HIV once it gets into the bloodstream unless the blood is completely drained from the person and then washed from all the 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 veins, the arteries, the heart, the every part of the body completely washed away and then refilled with another blood, a clean blood that does not have it. Unfortunately, no man can survive that. No man can survive at a particular level of blood. When the blood gets so short to a particular level, the man of necessity must die. And that is what actually also happens when we are talking of sin. No man can stop sinning on his own. The only way that sin could be dealt with was to 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 drain it out of the blood, out of the blood of a man. And that means the man must die. And uh, unfortunately, if man dies, the Bible says it is given unto man once to die, and after that is the judgment. So if man is in the process of trying to to overcome sin, dies, is also still going to be condemned in that sin because he will not live to now be, to see the victory over sin. And that was the reason why Jesus came. But we are not yet going to study or to, le uh, to learn, to look into why Jesus came and wherefore that is written in verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 10 that we are studying. Before we reach that verse 20 where we are going to now dwell on a new and living way. But we want to look at the problem so that we'll be able to appreciate the solution that God is bringing. Before the new and living way, there was a problem. And that's what Hebrews chapter 10 started with. There was a problem. And that problem is the problem of sin. That's the reason people went to make sacrifice year in, year out. So why did the law come in the first place? Many of us have thought, when God knew that the law could not save us, why did he bring the first in the first place? When he knew that the first was weak and the first could not um, could not save us, did he think that the first, did he not know if God was uh, an all-knowing God, did he not know which, which, what the solution of man should be, of sin should be, why did he not come with the solution once and for all? And instead of the, uh, bringing um, something that could not work. Could God do something that is ineffective? Could God do something that could not bring solution to man and that will just be another problem, additional problem 
to sin in the lives of a man? Why did God bring the law that we see in Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 1 to verse 4, where he says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of bulls should take away sin. Actually, the, the, the law is an impossible way. The law is an impossible road to heaven. The law is an impossible road to the holiest of holies that is our destination the very presence of god where god dwells the holiest of holies for each of us to get there the law is an impossible way to it see the bible says the eyes of the lord are too pure they cannot behold iniquity sin it has See, the perennial problem of sin has kept us shut out from the presence of God for a very long time. Even though man has been trying, trying to return to God, and this has led to uh, uh, religion, various religions, diverse religions, and all those religions have never brought us to Christ, to God himself. None of the religions, most of you see, most of the religions have the code, the problem of sin embedded in them. That is, they are trying, they bring one rule, one, one code, one regulation against sin to make people to see the problem of sin. Yes, no religion has been able to bring people out of the problem of sin. Religion is what you, it is the attempt of man to seek God, to reconcile to God. Meanwhile, it never worked. It was always making man to recycle the old dead lives, old dead years, year in, year out. Man continued to make sacrifices, continued to struggle and labor under religion in order to return to God, but it was not working. It was not just coming to pass. It was not just, it was, man was not just able to overcome sin. Man continued, the man continued to live. And when man had tried and um, tried and tried and tried and saw that it's not working, man concluded that, well, it's not possible to overcome sin. Let's not deceive ourselves. Let's not just try again. Let's just manage it. So let's be doing moral instruction. Let it not be too much. Let it not be. Uh, let it not be obvious. Whatever you are doing, let it just be covered by you. Let it just be hidden by you. Let it be what each person is covering with his clothes, so that your sin is not so much to the extent that it will be disturbing another person, let it just be moderate, let it be a decent sin. So, we have decent sinners. When it is decent, man will say, it's okay. It's okay. Everybody does it. There's nobody that does not commit sin. If you are drinking beer, don't drink to stupor. Don't drink to the extent that you'll be falling on the street. Drink moderately. Drink maturely. If you are, if you are fighting with your wife, don't fight. Fight civilizedly. Don't fight like barbaric barbarians the old the old way of doing it fight with understand uh, with understanding fight with civilization so as man developed as man developed in technology in modernization in civilization in computerization in every every way sin also developed with man as man got exposed 
Sin got exposed with man. So sin is repackaged. Sin is redefined and re, re, reprogrammed in such a way that the same sin that you used to commit before, now that you are educated, sin has been educated with you. Now that you are civilized and exposed that you travel around the world, sin has being civilized and exposed with you, you will not you will not raise your hand to beat your wife anymore because you are civilized and you are educated. You are your status has gone beyond that. You are not you are not in the realm of those who will be beating their wife. How hard it is uncivilized. How can a man raise up his hand to beat his wife? There are various ways to deal with your wife when she is uh, becoming uh, unruly, when she is becoming uh, uh, naughty. You you can. Uh, Ignore her and then go out with your side cheeks for some time. You can um, re refuse to eat her food. You can you can you be giving her short wave responses. If she's saying good morning, you say good morning. If she's saying where are you going, you say dear. When are you coming back anytime? And you 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 know just giving short wave something where there is no com communication. Just making sure that she feels the heat that you are not happy with her and then you are dealing with her all those things or or whether if the world comes to the world you divorce her that is the civilized way of dealing with a woman not raising your hand to beat a woman it's it's barbaric it's um, uncivilized it's a cake no man does that again that is civilized because sin has civilized has become civilized with man See, that is a perennial problem of sin. Sin continues to grow with man. As man grows, his sin grows with him. As man develops, his sin develops with him. There are things that you used to commit before when you were younger. Now you feel that you are older. You could not commit it like that again. Sin has grown also in you. So sin, the same thing, you will commit in a more matured way. In a way that, no, 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 I can't be drinking like that again. I can't be smoking and be walking on the street and be smoking. No, I'm more mature than that. Now, as, a, as the MD of a bank, I cannot be smoking in public. I, I, there is grooming. I should carry myself with uh, some dignity and respect. So, if I must smoke, I must have a smoking room. Maybe in my office and um, I must go to the toilet to smoke in my office and then spray perfume there. And then maybe at home there must be a smoking room. I just smoke there and come out. So decent. I don't have more than one side chick, one girlfriend. I have my wife, but there must be a girlfriend that must uh, assist in case maybe she's ill or she's pregnant or she's just to help her, you know, so that um, to not to disturb her too much and so much. And there are a lot of things, a lot of excuses that we have given sin as we develop, as we grow, and we we just make it so decent. We make it that it's, uh, it does not, it does not, it, uh, it looks reasonable and good. Don't do, don't commit sin that is um, unreasonable, on um, the sin that is not, um, that is not permissible, that when others hear of it, they will not clap for you. You commit a sin that when others hear of it, they will clap for you. They'll say, yes, you are a hero. If you must do this, do it decently. In those days when people must steal, they must steal like this and like that. 
But now, how do they commit sin? They, they are stealing and uh, looting. They go into politics and go into places where there is money and they loot it with figures, with virus and with things and they do it civilizedly. They do it, they shop every, they block every loopholes such that nothing goes wrong with them. That is the perennial problem of sin. Man tried to overcome sin, but when, but when he has failed to overcome sin, man now decided and concluded it is not possible to overcome sin. So let us just continue to manage it. Let's be doing moral instructions just to manage it so that your own sin will not affect another person and then in the society we will do. Even though they know that smokers are liable to die young, but they will not stop smoke people from smoking because they say it's a, let's just see how to manage it. Let's put it there that where smokers are liable to man to die young. So smoke responsibly. Just know how to do it responsibly. Don't uh, don't do it anyhow to the extent that you die. And then when it is to drink, drink responsibly. When it is to commit fornication, you just use protection so that you don't uh, contact all those diseases that we... You know all those things. All things have now grown and developed in such a way that it is easier to commit sin now than it was before and there are a lot of sin also has evolved a lot of things that you will not hear of before you hear about them now like somebody was contributing somewhere that if our forefathers in their grave looks back and see some of the sins that are being committed and they say where are these sins coming from all these things were not there in our own time. It was like this, it used to be like this. In fact, people say and they think that in the olden days there was there was righteousness because there you could buy something, you could be selling something, and you would just put maybe you have goods that you are selling and you are not there. You just put the two bars of yam there and put one tuba of yam on top of the money or the calories or the number, the money amount you are selling it, you put it on top of that um, tuba of yam. And then people know that, okay, if you want to buy this 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 thing, it is one naira or it is ten naira because the owner has put ten naira on it. So you take two and then you put twenty naira there. So people, the owner will come back and meet his money and meet his yam. That is what it was in those days. There are a lot of things, there are a lot of things, you know, even in the matter of decency, in the matter of uh, not committing fornication, in those days, they, they, they appreciate and they value um, virginity before you, be, you get married. Such that when you get married as a virgin, the husband goes to your, the, the family of the wife and brings a life good separately after the marriage and say, yes, I, yes, I met my wife as a virgin. Take this as a gift. And if he does not meet her as a virgin, he comes with a, a, an empty match box to give them because the, it seems as if in those days, sin was lesser than now. But honestly, the truth of the matter that makes sin a perennial problem is that it is the same sin that were committed in those days that is still being committed now. Sin 
is only being recycled. You know, when you talk of recycling, you have finished your pure water, nylon, you threw it somewhere, you finish your um, bottled water, you threw it somewhere, they pack it and go into where they recycle those uh, plastics and then bring it out as new plastic again for you to use again. It's the same plastic that um, somebody has used. It's the same plastic, it's the same rubber that has been, that is being recycled, recycled for you to do. So it's the same thing. It's only rebranded, repainted, reshaped, recolored, re restructured, and whatever, whatever. It's the same thing which will take a man to hell. That is the problem that we have. And that is the reason why the law came. I believe that by God's grace, by next week, we'll be dealing with why the law came before grace actually now eventually came, before Jesus eventually came to solve the perennial problem of sin. Sin had continued as a problem that man could not solve. Man was only growing in the sin. Man was only advancing in the sin. Man was only becoming, as man became complex, sin also became complex. Now, why do you think it has become very difficult to solve the problem of corruption in this nation? No matter the intention of the one that is going there, no matter the intention of the politician that is going into the government, he, he, he finds it almost impossible to just do something to change because the system of corruption is so complex and deep such that he has to always be choosing between evils, that is, which evil is lesser, and then all of us from outside where that is not seen from the top, that is not seen what he's seen, we keep asking, ah, does this person, can he not understand that this is this thing is wrong? Can he not do this? Can he not do that? If you yourself get there, unless you are there by as a new creature and you have been you have been delivered from the power of sin, there is hardly what you can do to it. Because it is a complex problem. It is a problem that is embedded, that is that that is intertwined somehow that if God does not come to help, the person that is there or the people that are there, they are looking at so much so many evils as options and they have to choose one evil which they feel is lower or lesser than other evil that okay ah, so if we don't want the whole country to be destroyed we have to allow maybe a, a, an entire local government to be wiped away if we don't want this to happen you know just like some time ago uh, one of the presidents just decided to deal with uh, a, a, an entire community and wiped away the entire community because it was becoming a menace and if not caught, it was going to destroy the country. But he had to take a decision, which probably if such a decision had been taken on Boko Haram and all these uh, kidnappers and uh, 
henchmen problem that are kidnapping and that is the problem today. It would probably have been caught in the board. It would, cause, uh, it would be it would have been dealt with before it became a serious problem. But then, is it wiping a, an entire community? Sending them to hell is also an evil. There is no way we will see that also, and we will not talk, and we will not blame the person because there are so many innocents that would go, that will have to go, and they call it collateral damage. Damage that is necessary on innocent people, so that the greater for the greater good of the entire community. So now that is the perennial problem of sin. When we have tried our best, but we are not able to solve it. Therefore, we now find um, a means of just choosing something we call a lesser evil. But everything in the eyes of God, everything in the eyes of God leads to hell. And we have to we have to find a solution to it. We will now be dealing with that solution next week. The reason we deal, we are dealing with this today is so that we see that there is a problem. If sin is still in your life, just know that there is a solution. And the Lord will help us to bring us what has God done concerning the matter of sin in our lives. We have to stop here. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you very much, sir. We have a question here, but perhaps we we'll take it next week. This question says, well, what are besetting sins? Is it true that every Christian has a besetting sin? And of course, you know, that's a, a reference to, to Hebrews, all those things that so easily beset us. What do you think? Can we attempt it today or, or, or wait till next week, sir? Well, we might, we might take it next week okay. so that we'll be able to actually deal with them and then give um, different explanations to them okay, okay. fully. But I want to quickly just say that if what the person is thinking of the certain thing is so a thing that is normal for any Christian or a thing that is normally uh, that every Christian cannot avoid then that is wrong. Even that passage is saying that we should set aside exactly. all things that easily set us back. That is besetting. Those things that, because each sin, everything sets back a Christian. There is no, in Christ, there is no sin. Mm-hmm. So if you are following Christ, that cannot be seen. The Bible says that is the reason why the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. And if that is one of God does not sin, it does not continue to sin. Now, if you find yourself committing a sin, it means that you have gone outside of Christ. But there is grace if you find yourself immediately and the Lord is showing you that this sin is a sin. The quick thing you quickly do is apologize before it is finished and then let the thing. You say, oh, that lie that I told, I'm sorry. And you Please forgive me. What's been your blood? And then you quickly tell the thing that you have told in life that I'm sorry. Even if it is doing preaching, doing as you university, that you pray, you, you say the lie, and the Lord is telling you that this one is a lie. It is there, right there, that you propose to let the people know that this thing is a thing that I've done. It's a lie that I've told. This is the truth. Then, after doing that, you have come back to Christ. So, 
inside Christ, there is no sin. But we can deal with that question this week because it's already um, time. Yes, yes, by the grace of God. And thank you all very much for tuning in. This has been a wonderful, a wonderful session again. We thank God for the Holy Spirit sending uh, his servant to us. So make it a point to join us next week again for the second part of the treatment of this topic. Remember, you can send in your questions. Just tap that WhatsApp widget on the bottom right-hand corner of our page. Tap the WhatsApp widget. Send us your question uh, or your contribution to this to this topic. If you have questions that we want Pastor Agunle to, uh, to attempt next Next week, do send those questions. You can also send them anonymously by tapping on the form on our page that says, Are you listening right now? Coming up after this, newspaper headlines, and then on the lot side, Christian perspectives on news and current events. Do stay with us. Uh, Pastor, please say a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you for helping us to understand the problem of Thank you, Lord. When man said, we knew that they. They have lost the fellowship, the communion with you, and they were trying to bring back. But you are also a needed man to understand that the real problem of man, which they did not really understand. People did not know what it really is. So it became the problem. You wanted men to understand sin, to know that there is a sin, mm. and that sin is the problem that we have. Not just to be looking for the communion coming back to you without dealing with the problem. Lord, we are praying what we have learned today that you go beyond what we have said in the heart of each person that has listened and that will listen hereafter to actually help us on this matter in the name of Jesus. That sin will no longer have dominion over us so that we will know that we are not under the law. Listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ.